liegt an meinem Geburtstag auf. Hello, hearer of all evil. You might be wondering what you're listening to right now. Uh, what you're hearing is the trailer for the 2015 German film called The Nightmare. We have gotten so obscure this week that it was either this or a Spanish-language interview with the director of Bajo La Rosa. So I went with this, and, uh, you know, the movie revolves around these kids who spend a lot of time in nightclubs partying to electronic dance music, taking drugs, things like that. So I thought maybe we'd kind of get in the mood here and pretend that we're at a, uh, an EDM club at a rave. We're taking drugs. We're hanging out, and we're uh, getting ready for some horror. Welcome to Speak All Evil, the podcast you were warned about. I'm Trent here with Kevin, Kat, and Dave. Hello. 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 Hi. Follow us on Instagram at Speak All Evil Pod. And if you like the show, if you feel so inclined, it would be great if you would write a review. We would really appreciate it. And if you screen cap that review and send it to us on Instagram or wherever else you can get a hold of us, we will send you a free Speak All Evil t-shirt. Ooh. They are back in stock. We ran out. We are have re-upped. We have all sizes in stock right now. It's a great t-shirt. I love it. It's got the Speak All Evil logo designed by Mitch Bushno, friend of the show. Follow him on Instagram, Mitch's Toxic Art. Great artist. And I was actually just roasted the other night by Dave Ooh. for wearing our t-shirt. With what? I didn't really roast you. You did roast me a little bit. Oh. I think I was blacked out. What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> you said that it would be awkward to wear your own T-shirt. Yeah, well, I'm wearing my own T-shirt Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, this, got yeah. one. <laughs> this thing's just got awkward then. Well, I mean, I'm inside the studio with my friends. You're out in public. That's right. Yeah. Mm. I no, I asked you, you said that people mention your shirt sometimes. And right, and I, I was say, saying, oh. do you say... That it's your podcast, or do you just say it's a podcast? I say it's a horror podcast. So sometimes people say, oh, that's a cool shirt. What is that? And I say, oh, it's a horror podcast called Speak All Evil. I wear it about three days a week. Any yeah. Anytime I can wear it. I have three, actually, that I in my rotation. I have three. I have a few, yeah. curated and designed this thing. It's black. I mean, it's like perfect. Yeah, yeah it looks cool. It I looks have a few different options. I got the crop top. I got the, uh, the 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 arms cut out. So I got you know just like the the loose you know tee. I got the normal. I got the XL. I saw Nick sporting it uh, Nick on loves Instagram. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Appreciate oh, that. Oh yeah, he tagged. Yep, tagged us. So <laughs> hey, one of those shirts could be yours. Just write a review. Send us a screen cap. We'll pay for shipping and we'll send it to you. I I gotta correct the record real quick. I gotta correct myself. We talked about Terrifier getting a theatrical release again, a bigger one than it got the first time. I thought it was a one night deal. That is incorrect. Terrifier is just doing a run. In fact, it's at our local indie theater at the uh, the Nickelodeon Patriot Cinemas. Uh, for the next week, I've checked every day that that's getting at least a week. We missed it tonight because we're doing this. So 
if you want to see Terrifier in the theater, which I do, you can do that for the next week. Yep, maybe I'll do a double feature with Barbie tomorrow night. Oh, are you going, you're going to Barbie tomorrow night? Fuck yeah, I'm going to Barbie tomorrow nice. night. So I'm going to eat an edible and just really have a existential crisis. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> you're going to eat an edible yes. before Barbie. Yeah. All right. All right. Doesn't that sound like a fun time? I, it looks surreal, like yeah. it's like a surreal comedy or something. I don't know. I just like to, usually if I'm going to the movies, I'm probably consuming some sort of uh, marijuana-based treat. I feel like for Barbie, though, you should eat like a Twizzler and a Lego. I might. I might do it after that. Who knows? This week. What is it this week, Dave? I don't, I don't have a... <laughs> this <laughs> week. Hidden gems. Hidden gems. Yeah. More hidden gems. More hidden gems, yeah. yeah. It's like, that's my type of thing. I like to dig around and find some stuff that's below the radar. So, and it gives me a much better appreciation of the craft of these movies and what people put into these. And sometimes yeah. when they don't quite hit the mainstream through the film festival circuit or whatever, um, they get kind of lost. And especially in streaming, uh, both of these movies are kind of hard to find streaming only on Apple TV. The, the first one is only VOD on Apple TV. You, you can uh, VOD the other one on, on other places. but All right. Well, the movie I chose, um, I'm doing these in chronological order because I feel they've been waiting too long for their glory, and we're here to give them their glory. Yes. Right, guys? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Are sure. We? Banger week. Banger <laughs> yeah, don't, week. Don't Spoiler. pressure me. I started with The Nightmare from 2015, a German film directed by a Keys, just one single name. Yep. Red flag. <laughs> <laughs> Is the German flag red? No, but no. when you go by one name, red flag. I've right. well, considered it. I've always trusted Madonna. Anyway, this is not the nightmare that's like the documentary that is what is going to really bully this out of the way when searching because it came out the same year. So oh, I right. think that's Saw one that. of the reasons why the nightmare from Germany might not have gotten as much legs. Also, it's from Germany and you have to kind of dig for some of this stuff. It stars Carolyn Genskow mm -hmm. as Tina and uh, her little alien friend. Um, which I every time I watch this movie, by the end of it, I thought I'd figured it out. Uh, this time, I figured it out. I know what's going on. This is she's a sleepwalker. You know, I was like, she's a sleepwalker, and this is all stuff that she's uh, this this alien that she's seeing is some sort of dream state, or that she's dead, or whatever. There's so many different interpretations, or that it, she's visited by an alien. Um, so it's basically her going to like rave parties, lots of strobing. Uh, this reminded me of Gaspar Noe a lot. And as she starts going to these parties, there's all these disturbing things that are like presented to her and they're like in her subconscious. And I, the last time I watched this, I felt like the alien was an alien, but he somehow was connected and able to work from her subconscious and like how he manifested and he looked like the the picture of the thing in the jar what was that like a dead it was like a, a deformed fetus. fetus that they had seen in their in their high school class like their lab class that day right. the teacher had shown them some deformed fetuses right and, and the guy shows her a video of a girl getting hit by a car and these things keep coming back um and 
they kind of run through the whole movie. Uh, it's very dreamlike. It's very blue and red. Um, a lot of flashing lights. But I love this movie. I thought that uh, the more I watched it, the, I kept thinking that it was like uh, the hatching that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought it was like E.T. Yep. You said Mac and me or send us a <laughs> meme of Mac <laughs> and me today. Uh, basket case. Yep. But it's a whole new relationship with that where you have this like young, uh, like hot raver girl going out to parties and, and you know, the normal stuff that happens in like drag me to hell where she's trying to like keep it together out in public going out and doing things while something crazy is happening to her it's non-linear all the way through it's always jumping and cutting and flashing and it kind of develops that as a style uh all all the way through uh and the more times i watched this the better i liked it bit preposterous what did you guys think i love this movie (laughs) Thank you. Dave had never heard of this. Anytime a movie starts with the strobe warning, that's okay. I'm into that. And then it tells you this film should be played loudly. You should tell them your experience. And, well, I couldn't get it to stream for some reason. I don't know if it's the Apple-Google pissing match, but I never use Apple TV, and I couldn't get it to stream to my Chromecast. So I had to watch it on my computer, and that required me to put in earbuds So I watched this both times with earbuds up close, really got into it. This, to me, this is Basket Case in the Climax universe. We talked about the movie Climax, and and I also thought of E.T. I also thought of It's Alive, which which we've talked about. Um, This movie, you know, for as different as it is, and as off the beaten path as it is, it's steeped in those horror traditions. There are so many movies that this reminded me of. And and not only that, you know, with the creature, uh, it, you know, it's still, it does like a lot of classic horror stuff. It has scantily clad teens running around, going to parties, doing drugs. You know, all that stuff is present. Uh, cameo by Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth plays the, uh, the poetry teacher there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't realize when I watched it, this, the... Part of the inspiration, apparently, for this movie was uh, a famous painting called The Nightmare by Henry, a, a, a Swiss painter, Henry Fuseli, or Fuseli. It's a picture of, uh, it's a painting of a woman, looks, she looks like passed out on a bed. She's not just sleeping, like her arms are dangling. And there's this creature sitting on her chest. You can look this up. Uh, and that that's kind of, I guess, was part of the inspiration for the writer and director, uh, Akiz, who has a, a, a an actual name that I can't pronounce. It just goes by Akiz. I thought maybe that was a uh, a typo. That's probably for the podcasters. <laughs> like, you deep, probably heard enough DJ people name. like us mispronounce every name. <laughs> that's a good, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a great strategy. <laughs> I wanted to, well, we'll get into it. I have some questions about this movie. I, I do think, I agree, there are multiple interpretations. I wish I had time to watch it a third time. I'm actually sad to leave both of these movies behind this week. Mm. I watched it twice. I liked it even more the second time. And I was questioning even more what actually happens in this movie. I kind of thought I had it the first time. I don't think I do anymore. I think there are many ways to interpret it. And that's always interesting to me. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh... Hated it, uh, but here's why. Not because of the film itself. Because of the creepy little monster alien, I can't stand to look at it. It's 
got stupid bulging eyes <laughs> and a tiny open, mouth. Barely open the whole time. Oh my god, creepy little hands with the fingers. Ugh, I just you actually can't. love him. I can't. You love him. You love him. <laughs> I, I love him. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I have Trent. I have so many questions. Also, how how are they telepathically and bodily connected? Where did this little creep come from? Why he look like that? I'm not trying to like it like body shame this tiny little alien monster but i just hated every time that he was on the screen i just really couldn't and i i I feel badly about it because he wasn't a bad guy you know he was just trying to hang with his girl and and be your friend be her symbiotic uh cronen i thought it was kind of cronenbergian very yes yeah very much a like evil twin parasitic twin situation um is kind of what i was getting from it which is interesting because then they talk about like birth you know like the poetry teachers talking right. about birth and death and right. things like that and when she's laying in the bed with the little monster it kind of you know it it's looks very kind of curled up in her womb yeah. sort of so i think there's that has something that's like definitely a, a yes something going on there I just wanted him to be gone. Uh, I could care less <laughs> about the edgy teens and their exploits. Oh, come to, on. You know, I don't yeah. really want to watch watch them be mean to the crazy girl. I bet they all smell really bad. I was trying. I was thinking about how badly I bet the uh, Adam is that his, his Adam name? Is Are the, you gothist? I could be. She's a goth. I hate, she's a self hating goth. I, I, that's well, what she is. Wow. That's not really. You know. Sad. This <laughs> sounds kind of gothic. Sad. It left me feeling stressed out, and I don't even know why. Probably because of the stupid little creepy thing. But it it seemed to have a happy ending. It was very uh, great th- ending. Very Thelma and Louise ish to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, without the cliff part, yeah, just like e. and Louise, two friends, you know, <laughs> heading heading out. I just I'm assuming. I, well, I was assuming for the first half that it was just all in her head. Obviously, she just like, you know, no one can see this thing. But then they're like, just kidding. Other people can see him. But was she just imagining that? Was she imagining that people were seeing him? She was obviously mentally ill before creepy little dude showed up because her parents, you know, take her to therapy and like there's other stuff going on. And she's like has this aversion to like uh, mental institutions or whatever the <laughs> fuck she doesn't want to be <laughs> in one i think I she's we all do well yeah. but that you know but there had to, the same phobia something something could have had to have happened you know for for her to get like that i think maybe she got hit by the car and died could be could be no that was too long for me it's it's not a jacob's ladder i just think i always want things to make sense in a complete way and i think that sometimes maybe i just need to learn just to um, be fine with things not making sense and not coming full circle, maybe I have to suspend disbelief um, in order to be a better a better film watcher and enjoyer. However, this one was just very weird. I'm still very confused. How did the thing drive? Did it have oh. like pedal like extra long pedals? Like I just anyway, it was, it's a weird weird week. Starting from behind, when you tell me to watch a movie really loud with an exclamation point, and your name's the keys, so like you, you've already, I mean, it does you've, you've got a little bit to make up what already. Is, what do you mean? No, 
and I also Dave and Trent just to like get this out of the way. You guys shit on us all the time for like, ah, oh, just here's another movie with a bunch of teens doing teen stuff. Yeah, and I was going to say, you guys, guys never, like, oh, all I have never said, I have never, ever. Oh my God, you love me. I have never said that. I have never said that I don't like teens doing teen <laughs> shit. I mean, it never happens. Say that again. Trent Raw, has never said he doesn't. Raw like is teens. like one of my favorite movies. It's maybe it's college, but still, like I, I like know. Teen I, movies. I'm playing. Can you? Wow, defensive much? Oh. <laughs> oh, I have a teenager. I like teenagers. They're you know they're cool. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to get off your chest? <laughs> Feel your feelings? No, I just if you're gonna quote me, you know. <laughs> I like this movie a lot. <laughs> okay, there it is. That's I, your I, thing now. I, I do think fake out it's every not week. a horror movie. It's definitely, it reminded me of like. It's not a, a, it's horror a horror movie. It's a horror it's movie. It's not really yeah. a horror movie. It is a horror movie. It reminded me of like the, like the, do you guys remember the Downward Spiral, the Nine Inch Nails album? Yeah. At the very end of that, Trent Reznor did this like real like douchey thing where like he takes the end of the song Hurt and like all of a sudden throws in like a bunch of distortion and cranks the DB up like as loud as you could possibly, you know, probably possibly go. That's what this movie reminded me of. The the only horrific thing about this movie was the sound editing. If I had to like go from like wicked low ambient volumes to like super loud techno, I was going to turn it off. I didn't enjoy that part a whole lot. Um, I thought the monster was a little... Um, there's two things about the monster. One, it doesn't look great. It kind of looks like a mini version of the monster from The Host, that Korean movie we we talked about, and Mac and Me. Um, <laughs> however, really bold choice by the director, by Akiz, to shoot this film like really grimy, and Dave talked about like a lot of the lighting and like really saturated, except for when the monster's there, the dude has balls because he shows the monster mostly in like this very clean, crisp light. It was shot with no additional lighting. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's really, it's really a it, bold move, and, and I have to applaud that. Um, and also, like, a lot of attention on the monster's butt. Um, so I didn't notice that. You didn't? That, no. that could be well, a new you're problem. you're a guy, so. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I did dig this. Purely because I could think about it and talk about it all day long, just like the three of you already alluded to. I, I got the first thing that I got was like a sexual awakening. I thought this was sort of really talking about like her maturing as a woman, because right. the first time that she notices the monster is when she's peeing outside, and the pee almost like trickles into yeah. the bushes, and then all of a sudden the monster comes and is attached to her. So I was like, oh, is this sort of like e- some sort of like way of saying like, oh, you're having like you're maturing. I think she might be pregnant. Possibly. Uh, but that was the first vibe that I got. But everything that it's kind of already gone around the table is a possibility. Um, at the end of the day, I firmly believe that all of the scenes where p- other people are seeing the monster is bullshit. I think it's all in her head. And the director is doing it to fuck with you and really drive you nuts into like, oh, okay, I thought I knew what this was. I thought I knew what this was. And then like halfway, three quarters of the way through, uh, there is a scene where you feel and she feels validated because all of a sudden other people are allegedly seeing the monster, uh, which was a re- it's a cool, you know, I'm not I'm not dissing the the a keys for that i think that was another cool twist um but yeah i mean i would watch this again i did watch it a few times we're watching it now um and and debate it endlessly and i think that is probably both movies this week have really strong scripts and themes yeah 
regardless yeah. of like how they're pieced together or like you know I'm only playing when I say like the sound editing is it, it is jarring and stuff like that but overall both movies this week really strong like start to finish thoughts uh, one up for more interpretation than the other I think but yeah overall this is a, a really cool movie and Dave like good call you know this is something that if for as much horn uh, foreign horror as we horror for as we digest I would think that this, <laughs> I, I think that this would have come across uh, our radar at some point so yeah. it's, it's a it's a cool one to have found and, and to be introduced to yeah I thought that to me I, I interpreted it as almost like a demon possession where you you also have that where if you hit the thing it hurts them and all that and it kind of like a shapeshifter kind of thing. I felt like it was an alien, like what I was saying, like attached to her subconscious and and manifested itself as what she wanted to see, or not maybe not what she wanted to see, but what was in her subconscious. And that's why she sees it like that. But that's he's made that way. I do think he's real. I do think other people are seeing him. the cops are in the house chasing after him, and the scientists have him. He's in the hospital. He's in the hospital. I think she. I think that's the all in her head. Scream though. at the party, and they're I fucking in her head. It, it could. I think it. It could be either a yes. Eventually, every and the, oh, my favorite scene. One of my favorite scenes. I love the whole thing. But one of my favorite scenes is when her parents. At some point, she befriends the creature and starts actually like feeding it in her room. And she's she's taking the the knob or the lever off the door to her room and stuff like that. So she's like hiding him and she's feeding him. And at one point her parents sneak into her room while she's asleep and they see the creature for the first time. They both see it like snuggled up to her belly and they scream. It's so, so good. I love that scene. And at that, from that point forward, everyone can see it. The, Mm -hmm. The police come, they shoot at it. They tranquilize it. They take it to the hospital. Eventually everybody sees it at the party, the climactic scene at the party. So, you know, is that all in her head? Is it not? I, I don't know. I, I thought it might be a metaphor. I think that she might be pregnant. I thought that she might be dead, like you said. I even thought that if you think about when this actually started, it started when she was in the car with her friends going to the party and they were talking about the, the deformed fetus that they saw in class. And one of her friends took a picture of that fetus and she puts it into a an app, a like face, not a face swapping, but like a face merging app. And she puts the fetus in the app with Tina's face. She takes a picture of Tina in the car and she does this thing where Tina's face merges with, with the fetus. That is the point at which it starts. And I was thinking like it could be like a metaphor for all these apps that we use all the time and we think that they're our friends and we think that we have a life on there but it's all just fake it's all just in our minds we don't have friends on there we just have people that are scrolling through um with their eyes glazed over clicking next 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 and liking everything and that's where it all started it was all the app whoa whoa you just like went yeah, that wow. was a long journey to get there. Never thought you'd land there, but that was <laughs> that an interesting. Was that was good. That was an interesting Candyland board. It's a thought. I mean, thought. I didn't think about the. You know, that's when it begins, and the yeah. the, the the weird fetus looks a lot like this weird fucking thing. That was it was a. And the, the thing yeah. is, a picture is the fetus. Is, Are we yeah. getting that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you see over and over again is on yeah. the phone. So. The, the death that you see over and over is on the phone. Yeah. And she thinks it's her because she saw it on, oh, somebody showed her a video at a party. She right. is definitely just like in a mental institution, no, just laying in a bed and just I mean, thinking and all of I this. I think she's right using now. things around her to justify the fact that she is, 
either coming into something and like I said, like maturing or, or having an issue or completely fucking having a mental breakdown. And I think she's like soaking up things around her and making them about like her actions. So I think everything that, that you see sometimes is her just like the all the food and stuff in the kitchen all over the, the place. Right. She sees the monster eating it and then her friends like get gremlins. there and the monster's gone. <laughs> yeah, and then like the hospital thing is like E.T. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of like nods to like other like monster and little animal movies. But to your point, Dave, like I thought when you started talking about like the whole like religious thing, I th- I was waiting for that shoe to drop and I was going to be super like bummed out if if the writer director had just copped out and gone with some sort of like religious angle because they were heading down that road that like there's a scene pretty early on after she starts to see the monster where they're like all doing drugs in like someone's apartment and this like wicked stone kid is talking about like fractal and like yeah, the, yeah like the yeah. combining of science and religion and all this stuff. I was like, here we fucking go. <laughs> but they didn't go there, which I was happy. And then Tran, you talked about like Fuseli's painting, which I don't I don't know a lot about the origins of that painting. I mean it's like no. the late seventeen hundreds. I don't know if there's a religious aspect to it or what necessarily the meaning was behind it. Yeah. But again, knowing that, I thought, okay, here we go. And then you get into Sonic Youth teaching poetry and Blake, Blake. And I was like, right. here we go. Uh, like, but that goes to the birth point that you were talking about, Kat. There is, that is why I started to think that it was maybe like, uh, like a coming-of-age type thing is because they did go to the Blake thing. And Blake has a ton of stuff about like birth. Um, and it was interesting when the teacher says... Oh, interesting. The guys are talking about death and the girls are talking about birth. Right. Mm. Right. You know, what's interesting about the fact that they used that painting as like an inspiration uh, for this movie is that there's another movie of the same name. And it's a documentary about sleep paralysis. And that painting has been used to describe sleep paralysis as well. Ah. Uh, so that's just oh, wow. kind of interesting. Yeah, like the you know the figure like holding right. you down on your chest. He's on her so. chest. Yeah. So. Yeah, because there's a lot of scenes where it, it does this this quick edit bang 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 this like the successive edits of things that have happened like almost like she's asleep and she's yeah. seeing all these things from from the day in her mm-hmm. mind or whatever. Yeah. I was going to say I had like a lucid dream feel yes. to it as well. Yes. It's weird because that's what I liked about this movie is I was constantly, my brain was constantly resetting every time I got new information in this movie. And I never, it raised all kinds of questions and didn't really answer much. But at the end of it, I liked the journey of constantly being stimulated by it jarringly changing uh, and just being all over the place. And it somehow worked for me in in a weird way where usually... Um, I would criticize something like this, I feel like, for just not being cohesive and understandable, but I, I love the questions that it raises. Well, and I know I was bagging on the music a little bit, but did you guys notice one interesting thing to kind of maybe pull it back to, I think she's like making up a lot of this stuff in her head, or it's like a lucid dream, like you just said, Dave. Do you notice like the techno music that is playing when she's in her bed and like not at a party because there's several times in the movie where Tina is home in bed and everyone's already out partying and then she like ends up at the party but when they're showing the party it's like a techno song and then when it shows her in bed it's the same song at the same point in her earbuds that it is at the party weird I didn't notice that but there I noticed other things like that it's it, it really plays with with everything plays with your perception 
that that scene where she sees the we talked about the video the guy shows at the party of the car just barreling over someone in the road then it seems like it happens to her then the scene just replays and it the car just goes by her she's still in her car and you're just wondering what we got to find this guy i wonder if that that, i wonder if that entire opening gives away the entire point of the movie i think that it might and this guy he has some like 13 directorial credits he he's done a bunch of tv and he's done some shorts i think this might be his only feature there might have been another one in there that i've missed um, but he hasn't done a lot of a lot of feature films. The most relatable thing is that Tina has a crush on Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Gerard Way uh, after a, a, quite a long bender. I was going to say. Did you guys know what movie he was in? What? No. That we've talked about? No. Lords of Chaos. That uh, dude was? <gasps> we haven't talked. Uh, Adam. Oh, wow. We didn't talk about Lords of Chaos. Yes, we did in the yeah, we music did. week. Yeah. Real killer the music, music or whatever. The Norwegian metal. Oh, I was thinking Lords of Salem. Okay, Lords of Chaos, right. That yeah, was yeah. the black metal, the story of um, uh, mayhem. Yeah. So right. this guy's just a professional, like, what do, you, what do you call that kind of dude? I don't know. Like Fucking black makeup. German dude. Wearing. Black metal person. He doesn't he, take well, off this his guy's makeup. Black metal. This guy's not black metal. This guy's a goth. Techno goth. Uh, I'd like to address the elephant in the room here. You talked about, maybe it was before we were we were rolling here. There's a scene where Tina leaves the party early on and goes to pop a squat. Mm-hmm. And that's when she first sees the creature in the bushes. Uh, did you guys notice when she popped the squat that is a full frontal vagina shot? Did you guys notice that? I did it's not dark... notice the vagina. No. You no. didn't? No. No. Wow. It's a dark scene because they're outside of the party. It's at night. It, it just shows her full vagina while full she's giant. peeing. A peeing wow. vagina? Yeah, you didn't notice that? We'll no. have to review it. Maybe on the break we can we can review. Do you, now, do you think it was a prosthetic or do you think it was a real vagina? <laughs> it was definitely real. <laughs> I can't believe of all the places I scour to look for movies, all the things we all do that we've never come across this or maybe yeah. we have come across well, it and thought it, it was the other movie. Yeah, yeah I think you nailed it. The nightmare, and I mean, you you can put in the nightmare. There's a thousand yeah. movies I called the nightmare. I accidentally watched another movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've never used Apple TV before, and that's the only place you can rent this. It's like four dollars. Well worth a trip if you haven't used Apple TV. You're gonna have to reset your password probably a couple times. Your Apple ID, <laughs> you're not gonna remember it like I didn't. Uh, but you can get in there, and I think it is well worth the trip over there to see this movie. Three ninety nine. film I chose is Bajo La Rosa from 2017, directed by Josue Ramos. Um, And what I started to say before was that upon subsequent watches of this movie, the cover art became more and more inappropriate and disturbing to me. Yes. It's like this young girl with her li- eyes kind of crossed and a rose in her mouth, she either looks 
like dead or like traumatized. Yes. Uh, it's disturbing. It's that's disturbing. the thing I didn't want to forget. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, also uh, the translation is under the rose. That's how we just found it. But you can also find it as Bajo La Rosa. VOD. Or on free trial on Flix Latino, which I've been getting down. This It's like a whole streaming service of movies that I've never seen before. And they remind you two days before to cancel your trial. I, I wow. thought that was very noble. I've never seen that. Even though it's in yeah. Spanish, you just get, uh, if you don't speak Spanish oh, or read wow. Spanish or whatever, yeah. you get the email and it says a bunch of stuff, but I remembered... Uh, it's saying in English before that that they remind you two days I, before the cancel. I paid for muchos movies for like six months just for one Lex Ortega movie, and you try to cancel it, and everything's in Spanish, and it's really hard. Right. Human animals <laughs> is the movie. Human right? animals, yeah, great one. So this movie is, uh, it's going to be hard to not talk frankly about what happens in this movie. I really just want to have a conversation with you guys. We might need a spoiler openly. round at the end. Yeah, because. Uh, it's like the other movie you didn't know what was going on the whole time this one you know exactly what's going on they send their child off to school they forget there's no buses uh, transportation strike so they go to the school and the or they call the school and there's no sign of their daughter so they get like a ransom letter kind of thing slid under their door and it says I'm going to come and talk to you peacefully tonight at midnight and so this guy shows up, and he is, I can't say villain, I can't say protagonist, antagonist, he's just this guy, <laughs> and he's like a very dark, mysterious guy who's a very, very good actor. Uh, he's referred to right. as Hombre de Negro. That's his name in the... And right. Ramiro uh, Blas is Incredible the actor's actor. name, and he Love was him. so good in this. I think he would make... The character in this movie would make a great high school principal. And I'm sure that this character, you get the feeling that he's a really good dad. He's just just. And the way there's some revenge that's happening here. And the way it's served is through making people admit guilt to like the worst thing they've done. And that's what he's putting on the table here. Someone did something. And I want you to tell me, I want you to own up to it in front of the whole family and tell me what you did. And then according to this proverb or idiom or something of under the rose, um, there's certain like, there's like rules. Under the rose means everything that happens under the rose is secret. He's got the roses painted. He talks it's about- like Las Vegas. The it's rose like is painted on the cathedral. under the rose stays under the rose. That's right. Every, that's right. And it's just justice. There's just justice served here. And you have people admitting their worst things. And there's a thing. I can't even talk about this movie. I want to talk about it. Um, you know, it's just this confessional thing. Uh, it's very not flashy cinematically. It's very understated. Just the cameras on the people that are acting. And that's about all you get. There's no flash. And it just tells a story. It's all set in one place, pretty much. I love this movie. This is from 2017, and I think that it's very underrated. Even if you go to Flix Latino, you have to dig through their thriller horror section to even find it. I didn't find it. I had to search for it. 
it seems like this movie has not gotten much attention. No, and I think it's a really great, it's a thriller. It's not a horror movie. Yeah. It's a thriller. It reminded me a lot of like Michael Haneke. We talked about Caché and- Borderline, uh, borderline horror. I mean, horror. Yeah. The stuff that happens in this movie is- Horror line? It's horror line. <laughs> yeah. I haven't felt this way about a rando pick in a long time. This one reminded me of a movie that if you go back and listen to the episode where we talk about the killing of a sacred deer, I just about lost my goddamn shit. <laughs> you did. Right. <laughs> and this movie is my new killing of a sacred deer. Yeah. I oh, okay. Oh, good. This. Me too. Um, it's very bleak, like huh. killing of a sacred deer. Mamma mia. It's a hell of a lot more straightforward by the ending of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was set up like a play. Like I could see this yes, on the stage. Definitely. It's it's predominantly four actors. You have the mystery man, the husband, the wife, and then they have a, an older son. And then briefly you see the daughter that goes missing. John Malkovich shows up and is like, <laughs> you know, Dave hinted at it. But essentially what he's doing is he's making each of them get up and tell a secret. And you don't know if that's the one that he's mining for. Right. So while it is straightforward and very closed setting, that's how the tension ratchets up. Is yes. He's going family member by family member, making them stand up and tell something horrific that their other family members don't know. And he does. And, then, and he does. And then he, he's like, okay, time for penance. How do you think you should pay for that? Right. And that's how the tension just keeps building until... I didn't see I didn't see the ending coming. Maybe I'm an idiot, but again, maybe I was just enthralled by the fact that like this was, you know, if if I didn't know that this was a Spanish actor, I would have thought that Clive Owen was playing the dad. Again, I joke yeah. when I say Malkovich as yeah. as the sort of mystery man. That that actor is phenomenal. So uh, the mother, very well acted movie. And then you know, as each secret kind of comes out. And the penance gets a little bit worse and worse. You know, okay, we have torture porn for like the first secrets. Penance. Oh, wait, then we just go into porn porn. Straight mm-hmm. porn. Oh, wait, <laughs> then we get into more porn, but with... Vegetable porn. Yeah, vegetable oh, porn. Oh, vegetable porn. Um, <laughs> it, it just goes. So I would I would actually classify this as more horror than the nightmare that we just yeah. talked about. Yeah. I think this yeah. is way more horror mm-hmm. because it does have some tinges. And, and it's funny. If you look at reviews on this movie, it either has one star or ten stars. Yeah. And the people that are like one star, like, this is trash, it's torture porn, this is just disgusting. And then the ten stars are probably more how this conversation is going. We're like, holy shit, like... I really can't believe this could have doubled its runtime, and as long as it kept this very simple format, I'd be in. This is like a, almost like a TV series. I want, I want the mystery guy to just like start a TV, like Chris Hansen, you know, just, just like show up at a family's house and be like, <laughs> "All right, everybody, sit around the table, and here's this week's episode. Well, you te- you tell a secret, and you tell a secret." It's like, why do you have condoms and lemonade? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> I do think we can easily talk about it before maybe a, a spoiler round and get to kind of like what yeah. the secret that this guy, you know, that he. He's going to get to that point, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least you hope he does. And I watched this after I did the nightmare, so I was like, if Dave picked two like incredibly ambiguous movies, I'm going to kick him <laughs> this week. Uh, but this is—I don't want to say satisfying, but you do get your answers. <laughs> well, oh, it's well, someone was satisfied. I, 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 oh, what? What? Oh, I had some. I think I had some similar takes to to Kev Dog over here. I think it started out a little slow for me. I wouldn't say like boring, like as boring as a kidnapping movie could be. Like it's still, you know, there's some tension, there's some thrills going on. But I was just kind of like, 
okay, like kidnapper guys, like making a family be weird to each other, like whatever, like he's, you know, must be a real, real shitbird. Um, it wasn't until things were revealed that I was like, oh, oh fuck. And that's obviously like a little bit later, but that's when I was like, oh, this movie fucks. It fucks good. Oh, that's I. That's, I wouldn't put it that way. This movie is great. <laughs> this what a good children. movie! <laughs> this movie fucks children good. <laughs> that's this movie we was. We can't. Don't nope, spoil. Sorry, it, I'm not trying. I didn't mean to. I don't know. I'm just putting oh, it out I, there. Oh, I didn't realize that. I was. Yeah. I just thought I was being inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I was also spoiling. I think an interesting part of the movie is you know who is the victim here, the roles kind of seem to reverse throughout the film. So you're kind of like, well, it's this guy now. What about that guy? What about this? So I feel like that was a very big theme of the movie because, you know, from the beginning, you you slowly kind of find out that, you know, this family is far from perfect, I would say. And it starts out with like, a you know, a tiny, you know, little thing like Kevin was saying, like, oh, he stole some guy's money, you know. And then from there, it's like, oh, that other thing that she did, maybe not super chill, Oh, maybe the teenager's kind of a shitbird, um, and it kind of just goes up until you're just like, "Well, fuck, great." There is a, re- I would say, a very good redemption moment for the mom, though. I, I did, I did really like that a lot. But the family kind of sucks. But so does the guy. It seems like because he's making them do some <laughs> weird fucking shit. I guess I was kind of expecting more of a killing of a sacred deer style of fucked up shit to happen. So I was kind of waiting for that. I don't really think it necessarily got to that point i would say it's a slow going film it's appropriately paced but it is slow to get from like point a to point b sometimes some parts kind of felt a little bit longer no gore whatsoever in this movie there's blood there's there's blood (laughs) there's blood Blood you don't gore. see. Okay. Wait, you don't I, see stuff. Okay. By the way, that reaction was teeth. better than any test we ever did when we were uh, recording remote. <laughs> yeah. I, I he guess... pulls out his teeth. I mean, that's okay, pretty but gory. That, okay. He chopped off his own dick. But your point is but that you don't, you don't see, see it. it. You True. see the blood, and True. then he's like, "Oh no, True. my penis." There's the light <laughs> teeth pulling. You that become we talk ruthless. About. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just want to see it. The stump get I all just... cut off right there. Or nothing. Way more blood when he pulled out his teeth. There yeah, was like two there was drops like a little. I was gonna thing? say there's like a dribble on his like, shirt. I'm uh, like, I think he'd be bleeding know. more than that. I'm no dentist, but he's a dentist. Yeah, he's a dentist. They don't bleed. He's good at it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. He knows how uh, to stop the bleeding. Obviously, uh, kidnapper man. I thought he was gonna be more sinister, like going into this. I thought. Um, I guess. I guess the things were pretty fucked up. I'm kind of looking back. I was like, oh, it wasn't that fucked up. But yeah, I would say that the dick cutting probably. It was a very interesting story. Um, with what I would say is a very happy ending. And it was just, you know, a feel-good time, fun family film. Just really shows you the power of um, of family. Yeah, a real happy Spanish family. Yeah. I want to do something a little bit different this week. You guys are with me. Um, the three of you, one of you <laughs> has a secret. Mm. And mm-hmm. nobody else knows except for me. I know. Yeah. And you're going to tell me what that secret is. And if you do, we can leave this 85 degree studio. <laughs> it's a generous tonight. temperature. I think it's <laughs> way above that. 
I love this movie. What a banger. Dave, thank you. Had never heard of this. Thank you. Like I you said, this. this hasn't gotten a lot of attention. The filmmaker has one other feature that looks really interesting, and, and then he has a few shorts. But um, this guy hasn't done a lot of stuff. He wrote and directed it. I love any time a movie starts with a dark Bible quote. The first thing this movie starts with is quote on the screen, nothing is hidden that shall not be made manifest, nor anything secret that shall not be known Luke eight seventeen. Okay, I'm in. I'm I'm in for secrets. I'm in for dark secrets. biblical shit. Probably going to be some revenge. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Yeah. I've I've been accused of being the uh, revenge movie guy. Very cachet. This is like the family, uh, the Spanish family cachet. Even darker than cachet. I did guess the twist. I was riveted Ooh. to this movie all the way through, and at the point. You got like 20 minutes left, and it becomes clear the father has gone into the kitchen one-on-one, mano a mano, with the uh, the dark stranger. And I paused it, and I was like, here we go. All will be revealed mm-hmm. any minute. And I took a little break, checked some messages, and I, I, I told someone, I'm watching this amazing movie, Under the Rose, and I think I know what the twist is, but it's a very, very dark guess, and I don't know if this movie really has the guts to go as hard (laughs) as I think it's going to go. Folks, it goes as hard as I thought it might go. Wow. Damn. This movie has the courage of its convictions. I love the whole thing where not only do they have to, to say the secret, they have to go over to the other side of the room and stand because they're all at the table they have to go stand on the other side of the room like they're giving a performance and they have to tell their family and this kind dark of dog toothy. Very dog tooth too. And I love how before they tell the secret, he always says, tell me a few things about yourself first. I'd like to know a few things. And he starts asking them some questions about their childhood, where they grew up, who they are, what they do for work. Uh, and, and then he allows them to tell their secret. And you know... The thing is, the first secret that is told, the father volunteers something that he's done, something bad, something wrong, something that he never told anyone else. You know that that's not going to be it. And so, mm-hmm. okay, now you're like, all right. So <laughs> it's like a gag. It's a, so so yeah. everybody's going to tell this dark secret that the rest of the family doesn't know, and they're going to be wrong each time. That's not going to be the secret. But he doesn't say, no, that's not it. He says, do you regret that? And they say, yes. And he says, well... Do you think you should pay for it? And they say, well, uh, you know, probably, yeah, I could, you know, I could do this or that. I could, you know, make up for it. Their daughter's still on the line. This whole And he says, no, 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 no. You're going to have to do X, Y, Z. You're a dentist. You're going to pull out your teeth. And and if you do that, your daughter will, I'll bring your daughter back. So they go through with it and they do it. And then he says, that wasn't it, though. (laughs) (laughs) BT dubs. Not the one. Man, love it. Love it. Great. I don't know if. If this is spoilery, but he well, never... I mean, you've already wiped. Well, he can bleep me. I'll, out. I'll, I'll fix that. It's fine. But uh, <laughs> he never says, "I'm going to kill your daughter." In the whole movie, he says, "You're never going to see your daughter again." Right. She'll he be said, gone. She'll be. Yeah. He never explicitly says. That's true. We're going to kill you. This man That's on the true. phone is going to kill your daughter if you don't do whatever. And, and there's a there's an opening scene. That you forget almost immediately. They show you a a very important scene. The first scene of the movie is very, very important. And it's a guy buying a black market gun. Illegal purchase. 
But then you forget about that because then you're into the movie and it's this family and the oh, daughter. I was waiting for that the whole time. We've already I, said oh, too much. I think we already we've already said too much. I don't. I don't we didn't say too much. That's I the first. I just said the end. first scene of the movie. Do you regret it, Dave? <laughs> yes, I do. Do you think you should pay for that? Yeah. Well, I do have a secret. My secret this week was I really pandered to Trent this week. <laughs> Something new and exciting for Dave. I really did. I, is it this like Is this like when you've done something wrong, you buy him flowers? <laughs> like, hey, I got these really fucked up movies. Instead, of, instead of just buying Trent a dozen roses, you made us watch this fucking movie with Rose in the title. Thank I you love know. being pandered to by you. It never gets old. <laughs> this, it works. this gave me a, not insomnia vibes, but again, both of these movies kind of go back to like the weight of keeping secrets. So we had just yes. kind of talked about like, you know, Pacino kind of falling apart in insomnia and like the, the scary one of the scariest things about this movie as anybody in a human as a human uh, with a family, regardless of your dynamics, uh, everybody has secrets. It doesn't matter. You're under the roof with the same people every single day. Right. You, there are still things that you keep from them. Right. Every single person on Earth. That's right. Has that. And that's right. this that's probably one of the most terrifying things is picturing yourself at the table. Because, again, it's very cordial. And they're just sitting around the table. He's and he's so just like, good. all right, batter up. Uh, yeah, and that, that, you there's, uh, Your turn. One of my favorite lines is when the, the mother has confessed. She confesses her secret or what she's hoping the secret will be. You're, you're trying to confess like... It's like it's a negotiation. <laughs> it's like you don't want to ask for too much money and get turned down, but you don't want to ask for not enough money and miss out on what they would have paid you. So everybody's kind of they're trying to give a secret, like, uh, but you know maybe not the worst thing. So she gives hers and and he's saying, "Do you think you should be punished? What should you do?" And she says, "I lose sleep over it. I can't sleep at night because of this thing I did." And the the dark man just says, "Half the world can't sleep." Yeah, <laughs> that's that's not going to do it. You can't just say yeah. you feel bad about it. Sorry, no no pity party here. This guy, he could have just asked the person that he knew had the secret he wanted to tell him the secret. He could have. Yes, he but could instead have. he's like, you know what? Fuck all y'all. That's right. Which is just really interesting because not everyone is. Um, well, they've all done some to, bad things, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, but it was just it was just so that's like the depth of this character. Right. Where he's just like out for some it's some like bloody secrets because he's asking about their families and their childhoods. Mm -hmm. That's right, and, and that all has meaning. Who though. they are to yes. a family. I love that as well, Trent. Like that he makes them get up and he's like, "Tell me a little bit about your." Before we get on with get your secret, your, your fake secret that you're going to tell me. Where did you me? grow up? Did you have a good childhood? <laughs> what do you right. do for work? Why don't you take right. a seat? Why don't you have a seat? I liked I liked that a lot, and and, I, and those yeah. I think do have meaning once you figure it out. I also think, you know, does, does this guy, is he clean? You know, to your point, Callie, he could have just, He's does not he have clean. any skeletons in the closet? I, I highly, well, he certainly does now. Mm -hmm. But, like, the whole point of it is that, I think that's why it's called Under the Rose, and they give, like, the Luke A17 at the beginning, is his intention is for all of this to stay. <laughs> Within he, these four walls. And he stays true to that. He says, nothing, we are under the rose tonight. Nothing that is said here will leave this house. And he is true to that word. Yeah. Very good. And I and I thought, you know, the secret that he is looking for, and if we want to do a spoiler, we can. Yeah, but, I'm dying over here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'll just say last thing before the spoiler. Okay, if you have been listening to the show for a while, you know what that sound means. 
it's spoiler time. If you haven't seen Under the Rose and you want to see Under the Rose, you're going to want to turn off this episode now, watch the movie, come back, and listen to the rest after that because it's about to be spoiled. The secret that he's looking for is a family-destroying secret. It is something that has... So when you ask, well, but why is he... He's torturing the other people in the family that didn't have anything to do with the secret, that they didn't even know about it. But it, it, it's it's a secret that destroys everyone, that damages everyone, and that's sort of like... He doesn't lay doing. a finger on anyone. Not one time. He gets waterboarded. We don't even know. know. Can we can we try Let's that? Go. Like, <laughs> can we go? Can we just go spoil? Spoiler. Now? Okay. okay. So whoop, whoop. No we don't drama. even know his daughter is friends with their daughter. That's right. So I mean, he didn't even kidnap. Maybe maybe they're just playing. No, he took she her from school. Abducted he abducted her. No, he I abducted think. her from like, school. No, she was sleeping. It was, oh, yeah, late. Was, it was six in the morning. He abducted Fair. her from from school without telling her parents. That's there, yeah. He does. He, he does at, at one point when you figure out that he is the father of their daughter's friend, right? And he goes out to the car, and lo and behold, the the kidnapped daughter has just been sleeping in the back of the car outside their house the whole time. The whole time sleeping with happy. with creepy guy's wife. He does say she's. She says to him, "Fucking hero, She has bro. calmed down now. Right. So right. clearly she is under, like, duress. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, I don't think it was a violent kidnapping necessarily, but he did kidnap her. That's what he did. Well, I mean, and if you look at it, considering what we're all talking about here now, he did it for good reason. I mean, when he says yes. you're never going to see your kid again, whatever, I mean, maybe he's protecting this kid from yes. her monster 100%. father. 100%. You know? Uh, yeah, but so I don't, th- I don't think anything he does is villainous, and I think that they build the character that way, so that, I mean, his look, I he think looks he makes, like a villain. Okay, I yeah, think yeah. when he when he makes the mother um, give a blowjob to a stranger off the street, mm-hmm. that's villainous. Yeah. I think when he There's makes no the son, I think when he makes the son shove a carrot up his ass, he doesn't carrot, do it. And then the he's and then he leans in. That's the best, most righteous part. And then he leans when in he doesn't and says, do it. When are you going to come out of the closet, little man? Yeah, he doesn't make him do the carrot, though. He just makes him lube it up with butter. It's I, so No, I think fu- he was doing it while they were talking. No, yeah, it's was. on the counter. No, I, I think he was he was doing it while you they know were what? talking. Let's, no, no, just no, no, like no. we did with the vagina. Maybe we... Oh, oh, we'll we'll see it again. Okay, we'll, we'll have to go back. No, hold up. No, no, I, wanna, no way, I, mean, I was vindicated. I just want to say, during the break, I was vindicated. <laughs> we, we took it back on Nightmare. We watched the Nightmare a little part. It is a full-out vagina shot. I didn't make that up. I'm not some kind of pervert here. Well, we'll let you know next week if it's prosthetic or not. (laughs) That still hasn't been determined. The spoiler is that this movie goes from cachet to happiness. If you ever seen the movie Happiness. I love happiness. That's one of my favorites. And, uh, yeah, the dad is an abuser of not only his daughter's friend, but then the final, you find that out, and then the final, final reveal at the last second is that he also molested his own daughter. Mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't sure if it was going to go that hard, and it yeah. did. And not only that, he gives the gun to the mother, and she blows the father's head off. Good. After he's already bleeding to death from chopping off his own dick. Chopped off the penis. <laughs> it goes out with a bang. Uh, Literally, hello. that's the last thing that happens is you hear the well, that's gunshot. Why, that's why I thought when you said... <laughs> You forget about the scene with the gun in the beginning. Yes. Because you do completely. It's like a cold open that you just kind of ignore. It's a little compelling because you see it's a voyeuristic POV camera kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't forget it. 
I can see that that was probably the intent. Yeah. But for I kept the whole time. I was like, when's the gun going to come into play? Uh, When's the gun going to come into play? Like, yeah. And they do they do a nice like pretty traditional thing in these movies where the the mystery man at some point the family has to get the upper hand for a period of time, but you kind of know that it's fruitless because their daughter is still not with them, and he has the phone and and is giving the instructions to quote unquote. Great point, Dave. Like. You you just fall into like kidnap tropes and assumptions like ah oh, there, but he really never says I'm going to kill her. He just says like ah oh, I've got her on the phone, you know. Yeah, yeah. Then you got to you have to do this by six a.m. Like I need I need the secret, uh, and they get the upper hand on him and like you know waterboarding and all that. Uh, but I love you know, when the son when the son grabs the knife and and puts the knife up to the dark man's throat. He has him, and the guy just starts laughing. Smiling and laughing through it while the knife is at his throat. Oh man! What about that sandwich? Guy's a genius. Speaking uh, of jam, did you notice that they buy they buy bread that has the crust cut off already of it cut already? Off. Fucking bougie. This is he a says that bougie he, cachet he, family. When Mr. he says, man "I don't like the says, crust," <laughs> take the crust, the edges, or how, whatever he calls it. Yeah, yeah, the borders. Like That's the nasty jam and cheese, and then jam you know, so it's the strawberry jam. It's like a charcuterie board in a sandwich. Right. Yeah. Come on. I'm gonna try it's it. Great. Yeah, strawberry. Jam I was gonna and bring. I, we always talk about having like drinks uh, that go with the movies or like snacks or whatever. If we could have snacks for tonight, I definitely would have brought carrots and margarine. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say jam and cheese. <laughs> I yeah, did. He's in us. He got us. Um, I think there's a really. I don't. I wouldn't. Heartwarming's not the real. I would. <laughs> yeah, say. No, I don't uh, find any of that back quickly. But. You know, you go through this whole movie thinking that kidnapper guy is just a fucked up, like, yeah. weird guy. Yeah. And it's in that moment when he gets into the car with his wife and his and the daughter. Yes. When you're just like, oh, my God, he's not some, like, criminal, like, mastermind. He's just a fucking dad who's, yeah. like, acting like this fucking he, tough, yes, like, crazy person. In order to exact the sweet, sweet revenge that he feels he and his family are owed, and he's not wrong. It's the eye for an eye. He gives but, that speech about the the or is some other like Latin thing or something. It's basically Egyptian, an eye for an eye. yeah, yeah. The hor- he's he's whatever. the dark avenging angel of justice. Yeah. So his name is translated was it Ombre de Negro, Ombre which de is Negro. Uh, the man in black, like right. Johnny Cash, right? And oh. what these European dudes. The turtleneck all the time. Mm. It's like so badass. He's so badass. I, I wish I was. Time. I wish I was Ombre de Negro. We should get some turtlenecks. I mean, they come in yeah. black. I mean, speak all evil turtlenecks Ooh, right now. Yeah, yeah. Wow, right now it's hot as fuck. We're all in like wool turtlenecks. We're like it's and for it the movie. Like, like evil la speak or whatever. Like it has to be French. Speak for this it. for this non visual wow. media. Yeah, everyone, it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, I think Trent, your point when he like just maniacally laughs as the the teenage son has the knife to his throat, I think Cat just like nailed it. Like this guy is barely holding it together. Right. He comes yes. off as very cool and collected, but yes. he once you find out his purpose why and there. why, yeah. you know that this entire time, like he's what on a, the edge. He's not a cool motherfucker. Like he is yeah. broken, and he is yeah. looking to break. Exactly, Other and he takes that yeah. waterboarding like a champ. They waterboard I, he does. him. He doesn't, really even, fight he doesn't he just, even fight back. He doesn't even fight. He just takes it. 
Oh, so good. And they have to just let him go. Okay, that didn't work. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. Like, when I heard everything about waterboarding, and every, I, I never knew what it was. I never saw, like, a visual. There were all these, oh, really? like, prisons overseas doing this shit. Yeah. But lately I've been, like, if I, if I you know, don't want to fall asleep or whatever, like, I've been watching action movies. And okay. so I've only recently understood what, like, the visual representation of waterboarding is. Yeah. And then it came up in this one. I've seen it. Well, Why? you know, uh, if you're familiar with the the uh, late writer Christopher Hitchens, from uh, he's a British guy. He was actually he was an early supporter of the Iraq War. I think he changed his mind maybe later, but he actually he thought that waterboarding was not torture. That was the big debate. Enhanced interrogation is that torture or not? And he and you can watch it on YouTube. He decided that he would be waterboarded. Okay. by professionals and they filmed it and he was waterboarded and he lasted about five seconds and he said that is absolutely torture and changed wow. his whole mind yeah uh, i don't i don't actually want to try it I'm, yeah like, I, pure I, uh, I also uh thought <laughs> i also thought that Halloween. waterboarding was Halloween not torture. slowly backing towards the door <laughs> what's that I, I also thought that it was not torture uh i live near a beach and some friends are like hey you want to go waterboarding i'm like <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> let's go <laughs> And I was like, dude, this sucks. Maybe this Halloween. Uh, maybe this Halloween at our at our film screening. Maybe we could do a some towel. Wait, this maybe waterboarding. Could, uh, that's a good costume. A towel with like a gallon it's jug. It's not a can good it, costume. <laughs> do not waterboarder. dress up as a waterboarder. Uh, I'm going as Abu Ghraib. Hey. Uh, with like some I, jams I on, like surfer. I apologize. <laughs> surfer um, jams and, and a towel and a, just a gallon jug. There that's is. A great costume. So. The one flaw in this whole plan is that had he had ever met his daughter's friend's parents, he had not. Wouldn't have happened. So that's right. Well, he said the wife had talked to him on the phone. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, yes. Which, I'm just, you know, I mean, sometimes. Hey, I've got a. I've, trusting. I've got a daughter. I can't tell You've you how many dads? parents, how many of her friends' parents I've never met. Right. I mean, for way less than Whether, this. Yeah. This right is going to be what I do if anything happens to my kid whatsoever. Anyone fucks with my kid at all, this is what I'm going to. Yeah. I'm getting the turtleneck. Hombre de negro. <laughs> yes, going straight this. Um, justice. Next week, we have a very special guest lined up. We're going to be talking with writer, director, producer, and actor Eric Bloomquist about his brand new film called She Came From the Woods, available now on Tubi.